Welcome to episode 46 of Self Truth to Shit. I'm your host, Joshua Self. I want to talk about the unfortunate shootings over the past week or so. When the shooting at the Garlic Festival first happened, I wasn't really planning on talking about it. And before the week was out, you know, there was uh, two more shootings. And it's unfortunately something that is so big, um, it would be wrong for me to overlook it. But the topic itself is so big in our culture right now, it's, it's difficult to really address it in its entirety because there's so many things that are going on with it. So I'm going to do my best to uh, give this subject matter justice. I want to start with uh, Neil Tyson. Uh, he had a tweet. And basically he was saying like, um, over the past 48 hours, you know, 34 lives were lost because of this mass shooting. And on average, across any uh, 48 hours in the U.S., we lose about 500 people to medical errors, 300 to the flu, 250 to suicide, 200 to car accidents, and 42 homicide uh, via handgun. And I think what he was trying to get at is we're emotionally, you know, sensationalized. So um, this type of death brings out a lot of fear, a lot of apprehension in us, and so we respond to it. And unfortunately, this type of story makes for good headlines, it makes for good TV ratings and that kind of thing because people tune into this, you know. From the perspective of a human in the U.S., this kind of thing is typically considered to be um, unexpected, unbelievable, like how could this possibly happen? Whereas the other things that uh, Tyson brought up, you know, people dying to the flu, people dying to suicide, that kind of thing, we typically don't bat an eye if someone dies to the flu. You know, it, it's an unfortunate thing to happen, but no one is really that concerned. So I do want to point out that if you're interested in um, doing something for the public good, like these are all areas that um, could use help, you know. So I think part of what he was trying to point out is that there are other areas to get bothered in. There are other areas where you can advocate, you can donate money to help people and these other areas affect more people than mass shootings do in general. But, um, you know, a tweet only has, what, like 140 characters or something, so unfortunately it's difficult to really encapsulate the entire situation in a single tweet. A lot of people came from um, because his tweet felt insensitive, which it kind of was. Like he was speaking from a mathematical perspective, 
that there are other areas that impact a lot more people that we don't actually give a fuck about. But I felt that most of the areas um, we feel that we can insulate ourselves from. Like if we get our flu shots, um, you know, if we take care of ourselves, um, you know, whether it's socializing, dieting, exercising, we can avoid things like suicide. We can avoid things like the flu. You know, if we keep our relationships healthy, you know, most homicides um, are between people that know each other, um, at least in a more casual sense, as opposed to complete strangers. So if we, um, you know, practice a healthy lifestyle, we, we keep um, positive relationships around us, we can typically insulate ourselves from a lot of these other things that kill people. You know, like a healthy person is typically not gonna die from the flu. And a healthy person is typically not gonna commit suicide. Um, like, so we have ways to protect ourselves from these type of things. Unfortunately, we don't really have a way to protect ourselves from a mass shooting. I mean, can you imagine going to see a movie and someone walks in and just starts shooting people at random? And that's not a situation where you can really protect yourself. Like, if you're at a movie, um, you're uh, relaxed, you know, you're probably with your friends or your girlfriend or your wife or whoever, and you know, just hanging out, trying to have a good time. And this is not something that you would expect in that type of environment, um, but it happened. You know, this garlic festival, it's a food festival, you know, it's a fundraiser um, in Gilroy. Uh, it's a major producer of garlic, this uh, town. And 1979, Rudolph Malone, who was the, uh, like the mayor at the time or whatever, he felt inspired um, by a French city that um, claimed to be the garlic capital of the world and he felt that um, Gilroy was uh, a big deal when it comes to garlic so he decided to uh, start this festival and it's been continuing since then but if you went to this festival it's all about food particularly food uh, that use garlic somewhere in this preparation. You're not expecting a shooter to come through. But you're just not. And that's the unfortunate part about it, you know? When you go to Walmart, you're not expecting someone to come in and start shooting. Yeah, I shop at Walmart. You know, and maybe I feel a little bit safer because I typically shop and the wee hours of the night, you know, like I typically go to Walmart, you know, at three in the morning, something like that. Um, but I've, I've been there during the daytime too, and there's all sorts of people from all walks of life. But the idea that going to a Walmart is somehow unsafe, you know, that, like I'm not expecting to have to run 
I'm not expecting to have to take cover um, to call my loved ones because this might be the end for me when I enter Walmart. Like I'm just there to get some groceries, um, you know, some toothpaste, maybe some condoms, some lube or something. But like I, I'm not expecting to be fearing for my life when I go to Walmart. You know, like. That's fucked up. And people are afraid because there's not a clear path to protect themselves from this type of violence. And so there are many areas where people are much more likely to die, you know, a car accident or something. Um, but there are steps that people can take to protect themselves from that type of death, you know, wearing a seatbelt, um, not driving under influence or driving while tired, you know, overall just paying attention to the road, paying attention to other drivers, using a turn signal, etc. There's just a lot of ways you can uh, protect yourself from this type of death, but a mass shooting, there's not really a lot of ways to, to insulate yourself from this type of tragedy. And no one wants to be a victim. So a lot of people are upset, a lot of people are outraged because of you know what's going on and people don't feel safe. You know, I was at Kroger um, over the weekends and an employee was getting upset with another employee and this lady started yelling, she started screaming. And, you know, the yelling continued for a good minute, minute and a half or something before she was escorted off the premises. And people um, were looking, people were starting to duck behind things because the recent events, like, it had been um, like less than 24 hours since uh, the shootings had happened, like people were on edge. And so, while I personally wasn't that uh, concerned because this seemed like a very personal quarrel, not I, I hate the world, but I hate this specific individual, but people were very upset, people were um, just generally like uneasy. And it's unfortunate to be like that in, in, a, in a fucking Kroger. Like, only thing Kroger really has for you is groceries that are slightly overpriced. But people are, are afraid right now. And to have three shootings that kill so many people in the span of a week, I mean, El Paso, Dayton, uh, the Garlic Festival in Gilroy, like, that's terrible. It's, it's really fucking terrible. And I really didn't want to get into it, but I feel like I have to. Like, it would be doing uh, my listeners a disservice to not speak on it. So, when, you, when we look at the situation, the first thing that jumps out to everyone is kind of the, the build of the shooters. So, 
They're basically like white dudes with glasses, skinny guys who couldn't actually fight to save their life. Um, weapons were purchased legally, which is a big reason why people are calling for, for gun control. And I don't know if um, gun control itself is the answer. And I, I want to start with this. Like, there are several problems when it comes to mass shootings. It requires a lot of factors to be present for this to happen. And that's one of the issues that we have is that when we're trying to discuss it, people only want to discuss one part of it. But there's no single factor that leads to this type of thing. There's several factors. And unless we are willing to discuss all of them, we might as well not discuss it at all because we're not going to be able to fix anything. So we'll start with the obvious one, which, you know, is the, the gun control thing. A lot of other countries have um, citizens who don't have the right to bear arms. And so, obviously, there are some problematic aspects of that where the military, um, back of the government, could really fuck things up and the citizens would be unable to. That can't really happen in America because we have weapons. And so, the military can't just, like, impose rule over us uh, because of that. But, um, other countries just don't have people getting killed by guns and like the the homicide rate ends up being lower just because people can't get access to weapons as easy as you can in America and I know people are gonna say things like uh, people kill people which is true but a gun makes it very easy like if I went into Walmart with an axe like, I don't know how many people I can actually kill. Uh, like, I'm sure it's not going to be 20-something. Like, I might be able to get two. Maybe. But, if I came in swinging an axe, uh, I'm not going to be, like, a mass killer. Like, I just don't see myself being able to kill that many people with an axe. Like, even if I was, like, well-trained, like... I just knew how to get my, my hacks in, um, you have very high hack per minute count, whatever. Like how many people am I realistically going to be able to kill with an axe? Um, I don't know. But um, given that people can run, like, I guess I can kiss like the old people or something. Um, maybe I can like take out somebody's legs and come back and get them later. I, I don't know. I just don't see someone coming into a store with an axe and killing a whole lot of people. Um, maybe if I was Jason or Michael Myers or whatever and all my swings were insta-kills, but that's typically not how killing someone with an axe works. Um, I'm not against anyone having a gun per se. Like I personally don't support it um, in in households, but I understand it, and I'm not an advocate for taking people's guns away. And I'm not an advocate for 
uh, removing guns altogether, and I'm, like, I'm not trying to you know suppress anyone's uh, constitutional rights. What I am saying is that if we care about these types of shootings and we want these types of shootings to end, we have to really take a hard look at what types of weapons people are allowed to have. And people are allowed to have these weapons that makes it easy for them to kill a lot of people in a short span. They were talking about this guy in El Paso killed like 20 something in like a 30 second window. Which is insane. Like, uh, uh, one human being should not have access to that type of power. And that's the problem, really. Like, power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely. So you give someone the ability to snuff out another person's life and then snuff out another 20 in 30 seconds. That's too much. Like, no one needs that type of power. Um, and it's, it's scary because, like, what is another person going to do? You know? Like, you can't exactly run from it, you know? Like, no one can outrun a bullet. Um, no one can really dodge a bullet. And even if this guy isn't accurate, um, he has enough other shots that he can compensate for not being very accurate. It's like, well, I might get you the first, but I've got several more I can throw at you, and I only need to hit you with one. Uh, and that's the unfortunate part about it. it. And then this guy came in with like, um, like noise canceling headphones and whatnot. So like, he came very much prepared to kill people. He came prepared to do a lot of shooting. That's that's terrible. It is absolutely terrible. Another thing that people want to address that we need to also, you know, really consider is like the mental health issues. So not only do we have to address like gun control, which it's too easy for people to get weapons of this power. And they should not be able to. Um, if we want this type of death to stop, we need to make it much more difficult for people to get this type of weaponry. And other countries don't have these types of shootings because the citizens just can't get this type of weapons. But not only the citizens, but most of the military don't have it either. Uh, like regular police don't walk around with this type of weapons. But we need to also look at mental health issues. Um, because a person who is like mentally sound, you know, they have a healthy life in terms of not just like their physical health, but their mental health, their spiritual health. You know, they have healthy relationships. These types of people with something to lose, with a lot to lose, don't run around shooting people. Um, and that, that's just how it is. Like, the people that are doing this, we've seen every fucking time, they have, like, problems in their life. Like, they just have issues. Um, 
like the one guy wrote a hit list of people that he wanted to kill and to rape when he was in high school. Like, come on. And he got suspended. Um, I mean, he was still able to, you know, years later purchase weapons legally. But, um, like, there's something wrong with you if you feel like you need to write a list of people that you want to rape or that you want to kill. Um, I, I don't know where his parents were. But that type of thing, like, there's something wrong in it. It's unfortunate that they were not able to nip it there. Like, it's unfortunate that people were not able to reach him before this manifested into actual physical violence. Like, while he was just thinking about it, you know, and meditating on it, uh, he put a lot of thought into it. But before it turned into something physical, it's unfortunate that no one was able to reach him and say, hey, what's going on? Like, you know, to, I, I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist or whatever, but I feel like at one point he was reachable. Like, before he got to here, he was actually actively killing people, someone could have reached him. And there were people who were aware that there's a problem, and no one decided to fix the uh, situation the way it needed to be handled and here we are the next issue I think we should address though is um, a lot of the the hatred that people have um, we, we've seen over the past years like in, in just recent history you know these uh, the Waffle House shooting like the student hike he hates black people or whatever. Um, like, at the Garlic Festival, El Paso, uh, Dayton, you've got, I don't like um, illegals, like there's too many of them. And there's just this anger that some people have towards people that are different than them. And it's something that we should be addressing spot on. like. As soon as we see it, we need to address it. And the issue, I think, really, is that the only people willing to address these types of issues are the other. It's, they need, like, the people around them that they actually respect to also be addressing these types of issues. And that's one of the bigger problems, is that for this person to get to this point, um, the people around him either don't want to be around him anymore, or they're actively fostering this type of behavior. You know, we, we need people that, um, when they come in contact with this type of behavior, before it reaches this point where it's physical, um, address these issues. So if we want this type of thing to stop, we, we really have to address these types of issues head on. You know, like this deep-rooted racism, uh, deep-rooted uh, misogyny, or just, just a, a hatred for women, a hatred for uh, brown people that we have in America. We have to really get after it. And letting little things slide, while it might seem little at the time, ends up being way worse later. And that's one of the, the biggest issues, though, is that 
we feel like, well, someone may making a random Facebook comment is not that big of a deal. And in a vacuum, maybe it's not, but it's usually indicative of something worse. We let it slide and we let this next thing slide and let's thing slide. And somehow we end up here. And it's like, where along the line could we have jumped up and said like, enough is enough, like we need to address this, you know? It's, a, it's, it's tough. And I, I don't know the answer. Because I, don't, I don't really know where we can stop people from getting to this point, but we just have to be aggressive you know, addressing people's hatred, like it's, it's really, it's really terrible. Um, and there, there are other issues at play, I think, um, when it comes to like people's, and their relationships with people, like a lot of these guys didn't have like a support network um, to kind of help bolster them up. Like when a person has a lot of ties to their community, they're just not as likely to do this type of thing. You know, when a person has relationships that they care about, they're just not gonna do this kind of thing. And I think it's something that we need to pay attention to. Like when a person cuts off their relationships, you know, when a person um, isolates himself from the rest of the world, uh, this type of behavior is often what reemerges. And I think it's just important that we pay attention to the people that are in our lives. Not, obviously not everyone becomes a mass shooter when they withdraw from their um, friends, from their relatives and whatnot. But destructive behavior abounds in other forms, you know, whether it's suicide or whatever. Um, we, we just need to pay more attention to the people around us, you know, check in on people. Like, I'm not a doctor. But like we, I feel like we, we just need to be more cognizant of the people that are around us, making sure that they're okay. Um, you know, just text them every now and then. You know, just make sure that everything's all right. Like, small little things like that go a long way, I think. Just making sure that people are okay. The last thing that I really want to discuss, though, is some of the the fallout. One, the all the arguing and the bickering um, that I've seen over social media is unnecessary because it doesn't accomplish anything because people are basically arguing on the same side but different points. And one person's like, it's mental illness. And it's like, well, it is mental illness. Another person's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's gun, gun control, gun reforms. And it's like, well, it's that too. Another person's like, no, it's all about their hatred, their racism. It's like, well, it's also that. You know, another person's like, well, no, it's about Trump, you know, supporting these types of shit, like encouraging people to do these types of things. And it's like, well, that's a part of it. And a lot of it's just people going back and forth, like, arguing for the same types of things like they want the same outcome but they're arguing different points on how to get there it's like come on guys like, why can't we just discuss 
all of it. You know, this is not helping anybody. Another one of the major things that I saw, uh, Representative uh, for Ohio State, Candace Keller, she blames the shootings on homosexual marriage and drag queen advocates. Um, referring specifically to like the, the Dayton, Ohio uh, shooting. And it's unfortunate that she would want to take the college stance, that she thought that this would be a good idea. Um, I just want everyone to know that um, homosexual advocates, uh, homosexual marriage, you know, drag queens and whatnot, this is uh, not their doing. Like, what they have to do has nothing to do with the this, this shootings. Uh, it, it's a far-fetched idea, and she did it because she thought she would be able to get votes out of it, basically. Um, I hope she has to resign because it, it's some dumbass shit, and yeah, fuck that bitch. Uh, like, really? Homosexual marriage causes the machines. Come on. But it, it, it gets better. It gets better. Uh, we got uh, Kevin McCarthy, um, and he, he feels that video games are to blame. Um, they've done numerous studies that show there's um, no causality between video games and violent behavior. Uh, you know, it's just, it's not a thing. Like, it's, it's scientifically proven to not be a thing. Um, you can play video games in any other country, probably, I don't actually know, I haven't been to every other country, but um, I know you can go to Japan, and you can play plenty of video games there, and guess what? They don't have mass shootings. Um, so, to blame video games is, is such a cop-out. And again, like you're trying to play to a specific demographic, and the people in your demographic that you're trying to appeal to don't play video games. So, of course you can say some dumb shit like that and expect to get a positive reaction from people. Um, but I play video games, I've never killed anyone, and yeah, it's just, it's absurd. Um, <laughs> Like the, the very notion is laughable given how many people play video games and um, you know Call of Duty at one point was like one of the best selling video games of all time it is not anymore but um, you know when we look at the games that have been successful the games that have been ingrained in our culture you know Mortal Kombat uh, Grand Theft Auto like all these games are just uh, saturated with violence, um, but by McCarthy's logic, it, violence really would be much more rampant than it is already. But I mean, since the, the Columbine shootings, you know, way back in the day, like video games have always just been like the scapegoat, despite the fact that science has proven otherwise. And it might just be that among the people that you expect to vote for you, it's easy to point that because they don't understand video games. Um, it, 
it's just easier to, to blame video games than it is to really break down the issues that are at play because there's a lot of issues and it's a lot more challenging to really dig into uh, these problems. You know, like a kid gets bullied and comes back later um, and decides to shoot up the school. Uh, but there's so many things that have to happen. Like not only does you have to have um, some type of unhealthy relationships, you gotta have access to weapons, um, basically needs not enough to lose. Um, he needs to just have a disdain for people in general. There's just there's a lot of factors that are required to make someone go to this extreme. But it does happen, and unfortunately it's happened a lot. Um, it, and as a society, like, it's, it's hard for us to really um, feel comfortable with this type of thing going on. You know, I, I saw an ad for Bulletproof Backpacks, and while I don't believe that the backpacks in of themselves are enough to protect a child from catching a bullet, it is the kind of thing that makes people feel better. Like when you break down like the logic behind it, let you know the backpack is not enough to really uh, protect anyone, but it, it feels like you're doing something. You know, as a, as a parent, uh, when you buy a backpack like this, it's like, hey, well, like I'm trying. Like I might not have a lot of resources at my disposal but like, I'm, I'm trying to do something that I think will help make my child safer, help me sleep better at night. And I, I don't blame them for wanting to buy that kind of a thing. Like, even if it's not practical, it's still, it feels like you're doing something, you know? Um, and a lot of times that's what people need. We just need to feel like we're helping in some form or fashion because this type of situation makes people feel helpless. Whereas a lot of other things that kill people, on average, we feel like there's something we could do to protect ourselves from it, you know? Um, whether it's moving to a different neighborhood to kind of insulate ourselves from crime, um, you know, taking driver's education to reduce the likelihood of an accident, you know, seeing the doctor, regularly to you know help reduce like health issues and whatnot you know, dieting and exercising um, but all these things that we do we try to you know protect ourselves from things out there that can kill us and there's not much you can do to protect yourself from like a mass shooter and that's the problem really that like, what are you really going to do to protect yourself from a mass shooter um, I, I guess I'll, I'll end it there. Like it's it's a a terrible situation. Um, I, I hate it for for anyone that was involved. Like if you were hit but you survived, you're um, a family member or a close friend to one of the victims. Um, if you're you know, a family member or a friend, a former friend, I guess, of 
one of the shooters. You know, my my heart goes out to everybody. Um, like my my thoughts and prayers are with them. And you know, I had a discussion about you know the the thoughts and prayers thing, like and why are people upset when someone else sends thoughts and prayers when they're not actually doing anything about the situation themselves. And one of the responses that I got, I felt was a little more poignant, you know, um, it kind of explained the position a lot better <clears throat> in that the, the angst about the phrase thoughts and prayers is really directed towards um, the people who are voted into positions to do something about it. So it's less about the average person saying thoughts and prayers, but more about elected officials who when given the chance to address these issues, opts not to. Um, even right now there um, is like a bill, you know, addressing like a gun reform that because of like the lockout earlier still has not been voted on and like that's the kind of thing where people like hey there's people someone's trying to address the issue and the government is actively avoiding addressing the issue and that's why people get upset when an elected official says something like thoughts and prayers so You know, my, my, my heart is out to these people. Uh, I mean, it's a terrible situation. You know, I hope that we're able to um, be stronger going forward, to pull together going forward. You know, that that's that's my prayer that we're able to as a as a country to to pull together. I don't see it happening. Being a, a realistic person, but. You know, that's the kind of thing that I want to to strive for. Um, Y'all be safe out there.